In their own words, a collection of Mormon quotations is a valuable resource when wanting to know what Mormon leaders have said on a number of topics related to the LDS faith. Compiled by Mormonism Research Ministries' Bill McKeever, In Their Own Words is available at mrm.org. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Our thanks to Adams Road Band for that musical introduction. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And for the past few days, we've been talking to a young man named Jordan, a guy that I met at a debate here in, at the University of Utah several weeks ago and got to talking to him, went to dinner with him, hearing about his story. And I thought, this is a story that I think other people need to know as well. So, Jordan, I thank you for being here and talking about this. In yesterday's show, you had become baptized in the church. You received the Aaronic Priesthood, which is like the first step. What about the Melchizedek Priesthood? When did that come about? Uh, I moved to Utah, and I go to my YSA, and there's hundreds and that's, of— that's young single adults. Yeah, okay. these young single adult wards where it's just college kids, and I, I see the bishop, and we have this really good conversation, and he says, we need to get you the Melchizedek Priesthood. And I, I heard of that. I never really understood what it was, and I said, you know, I've only been a member for a few months, and he said, you're ready. And so I, you know, about a week or two later, I got the Melchizedek Priesthood. That always strikes me as very strange. Something as important as the Melchizedek priesthood and the necessity of this to be exalted in the next life and the assumption that all of Jesus's apostles had this priesthood, but yet there's not one mention of any of them having any such priesthood. In fact, the only time the words Melchizedek and priesthood are even put close to each other in the New Testament is in Hebrews when it's talking about Jesus specifically, that he was a priest after the order of Melchizedek. It doesn't even say that Jesus had the Melchizedek priesthood. You would think that if that was really something that was this important, that there would be at least some mention of this in the New Testament, and there isn't when it comes to the apostles of Christ himself. We know Paul never talks about it. Peter never talked about it. But yet, it is a big deal in the LDS church. So no, you're moving up. Now, this is after a very short period of time, and now they're already putting this upon you as well. What came with this Melchizedek priesthood as you understood it? Uh, it came with being able to do confirmations in the temple. So I was only getting to do baptisms, and so now you were able to confirm these proxy people that you're baptizing in the temple to the church. And so it came with a lot of spiritual responsibility to carry around oil and, and bless people. And I've given blessings for the, the sick and the, you know, whatever different issues people have and stuff like that. So which temple was this at? Was this Provo? Yeah, I, I've been to a couple here in Provo. There's, okay. Yep. Now you, you've been a member and something's going to happen that's obviously going to start causing you to question about some of the things that you've embraced as being true. Let's talk about that. Do you recall any... Anything out of the ordinary, anything in particular that that was like a defining moment where now your thinking is a little bit different? I was in California and we had, and I'm a member for a couple of weeks, and we had one of the leaders from the 
I think the leader of the LDS history department came and did a fireside talk at our uh, nearby stake. And so I go there and it was this open kind of forum and people were bringing up the hardest church questions that were there. And all of it, I had no idea, you know, underage minors and Joseph Smith's life or racial issues. I had no idea of any of that. And so that was my first kind of red flag was, you know, I just got baptized into this. What What's going on? And I messaged the missionaries and I said, hey, like, you know, you guys kind of didn't mention some of this stuff. And I remember she said, Jordan, there is so much stuff. We're still learning. You know, don't worry about it. Wow. Don't worry about it. It's interesting he that he was actually giving a talk on these thorny issues. But you know what? I, I think they've found themselves in the situation where they have to address this. They can no longer tell people, such as yourself, well, just pray about it. Or like the missionaries told you, well, it'll be okay. Don't worry about it. You can't really do that for very long. After a while, people who are wanting answers to these things are going to go looking for them. And the best place to look for these answers is in the very place that the church really doesn't want you looking, and that is on websites that are critical of the LDS church. I know we've had a lot of people come out of the church because they were going through what you were going through, and they went on the web looking for some answers, and ours pops up, as well as I'm sure others have popped up. Because when you type in a question, there's a lot of websites like ours out there that target those kind of questions. We answer those questions. So naturally, the search engine is going to take you to a site like ours. Yeah, so I started to have these kind of questions in the back of my mind, but I was moving ahead and ahead in the church, and my bishop wanted to actually write a letter to Salt Lake to get me to be able to be endowed before the year mark of being a member um, to do this other temple ordinance sooner than available and to go on a mission. And so I was getting really fast-tracked into the church and rising up from the activities committee to a first counselor and elders quorum. And, you know, before I know it, I am have some spiritual authority over, you know, 200 guys at the ward here in Provo. Wow. And speaking at uh, state conferences in front of about a thousand people about the Book of Mormon. And so... So now, now you're speaking in front of a thousand people. And you're, you're basically still a rookie here. I, I mean, yes. your entrance into this church and your immediate rise, your meteoric rise, we might say, has put you in a situation now where you're looked upon by others as being an authority. Did you consider yourself an authority? I had my bishop's wife back in California. She told me after I got baptized, she said, Jordan, I'm glad that you joined the church because you're, you're normal. And it, it makes me feel like I'm not in a cult. Wow, that's an interesting language. Yeah, and I, you know, it was just kind of a laugh, laugh it off, but I'm not sure if I did, but I, at least other people did to have someone that's well-spoken. And at least in my own experience, a lot of my friends that went on missions at other countries, or at least the baptisms I even have seen here in America have been people that, just like myself, didn't really understand the true bigger picture of the LDS gospel. And that kind of goes back to what you said earlier of some of the issues I had. I was um, in an institute I was in another religion class, and I had um, a group of people come in that were all from Mississippi and Georgia and the South, and they were here on a mission trip. And I thought I was a Christian. I thought they were Christians. And they said, hey, you know, we, we believe different things, right? And so I, these are Christians that yeah, are that on came, a mission trip yeah. from these states to the state of Utah. Okay, and we, and we have a lot of them that come in here. I mean, at summers, I'm usually very busy training <laughs> a lot of these groups that come in. So these groups are coming in, and now you've been introduced to them, and they're 
going to explain to you the differences? What, what did they start with? What did they bring up? Yeah, so they start telling me that we believe different things. And I said, you know, what are you talking about? I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus Christ. Like, what do you mean? But they were very friendly, and I thought that they were Christians. I thought that they had some truth, but not all, not the bigger picture. That's and... very typical of, <laughs> of Latter-day Saints in Utah. You know, we're college, you're high school level. Yeah, you know? it, oh, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, But the more I started to talk to them, they were telling me things that even at the church history thing, I never re- really knew about You know, the resurrection and, and temple names and all these kind of hard LDS points that I never really knew. And But what really amazed me was their deep, knowledge their really rich knowledge of the bible and the you know the greek and the language and how serious that they took the history and the evidence for it and the reliability of it and when i started to study the new testament i had all these you know biblical questions and i would go to my friends i'd go to you know bishops and i never got great answers because they were more focused on the book of mormon some latter-day saints you know have read the bible but it's generally better to focus on the book of mormon and your own prayer and so I started talking to these guys about some of the biblical questions I have, and they said, hey, let's study the book of Romans together. And so Romans or Galatians. Yeah. yeah. So oh, I'm, wow. I'm, in a, I'm in a hotel room in Provo learning, going through the book of Romans, and it was in ESV. And I only ever read King James mm-hmm. Bible. So I was like, wow, I'm actually starting to understand this more. And how much they knew of the the New Testament, it just blew me away. And I, I said, these people really know Jesus more than I ever expected. You know, it's a great testimony about what you just said there is those young people, because they had studied it and they had looked into it and they were able to defend what they believe with facts. And they did have a good grasp of what the Bible actually said. You see what a, a disadvantage that puts the Latter-day Saint in because you're going off of your feelings they're coming at you with this knowledge that they get from the Bible, and they know what the Word of God actually says. I think that puts a lot of Latter-day Saints at a, at a huge disadvantage, because if it were me, and somebody was asking me what I believed, and I found myself responding, well, I just believe it, or I prayed about it, and I just got a feeling, and yet they were giving me fact after fact after fact for their position I would feel very intimidated by that. I would feel very inadequate thinking, I don't have nearly what these people have. And it sounds like that's kind of where you were then. So they're asking you a lot of these questions and you're going through the book of Romans. So what in the book of Romans actually turned on a light for you? Yeah, the entire um, book of Romans really opened my eyes. And then the summer ends and they left and I actually went to their Christian church in Provo. And when I went in and I was like, you know, I'll, I'll humor them. I'll, I'll check it out. And the service there was, I didn't want to admit it at the time, but it was so much more Jesus. It was, let's open up your Bible and we're going to go through it and just singing and praying and, you know, worshiping God's word. It all totally, it all completely um, it convicted me. And I got connected with the pastor there, and we started reading the book of Galatians that you mentioned, mm-hmm. and reading Galatians 2.21, that if righteousness comes from the law, then Christ died for nothing. I mean, that when reading that and really internalizing that, um, I wasn't a member much longer. Really? You know, and some might say, well, he wasn't really in it for years and years and years like some people. Maybe he just didn't get it. You know what I think, Jordan? I, I think God was merciful to you. Look at what he spared you from, because when I talk to people who have been in it for many, many years and then realize that 
they were betrayed by Joseph, they have this this regret of all the years of their life that they wasted, which often encompasses a lot of very bad decisions because of that worldview that they held at that time. So God was really merciful for you. So you got to go in and get out. And you know, I praise God that that's how it happened with you, because like I say, Me too. Uh, uh, it, think of think of all the things that could have happened while you were in there, and but at least now you had a taste of it and you saw how it operates, so you can share that now when you are talking to other people who may have an interest in the LDS Church. I guess you could even say, hey, don't make the same mistake I did. I just went by feelings, didn't check anything out, jumped right into it, started moving up the chain of command, you might say, and then I was hit in the face with biblical facts. And that not only um, that, but that there's something so much better, and it's yes. Jesus, and it's it's the Bible. And I had a friend from church, uh, the church in Provo, the Christian church, call me and um, say, hey, we haven't seen you in a while, and I got really busy with the ward, and you know, I was telling him, I'm trying to figure out all these um, scriptures for Latter-day Saints and the Bible. And, you know, he just told me, isn't the Bible enough? And mm-hmm. to this day, I, I really believe it is. Amen. It, it really is. Well, Jordan, I thank you for sharing your story. And I hope it's encouraged our listeners because it, it's good to see people come out of the LDS church and find saving faith in the Jesus of the New Testament. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.